Hey everybody, I'm Giles and I'm Mike and this is the power of sound today. Our special guest is Klipsch and we've got Mark and Jill. And if you guys don't know them, uh, they are very well-known quantities in the, uh, in the Klipsch ecosystem. And they're going to be with us today. And uh, I understand Mike that they're going to drop some knowledge on us, some super secret new product stuff that uh, really isn't out there yet. I hadn't heard of it anyway. Do you, do you have any idea what they might be talking about? What's coming? No clue, Giles. No clue. I I really want to find out. I really want to know what's going on with Klipsch. Uh, I know they've been doing a lot of cool stuff with their heresies and stuff like that. They, they've been kind of like revitalizing a lot of older speakers and, and cool stuff like that. So I'm excited. I'm excited to know what they got in the oven uh, and what's the future of their lineup, you know? Yep. You know, speaking of Klipsch, I, uh, I picked a picked up a pair of their RP600Ms. Oh gosh, it's got to be like six months ago or something like that. Anyway, I saw them at uh, Rocky Mountain Audio Fest back in 2019 and uh, they had them in their, was it the 1000 and under audiophile room? Anyway, one of the rooms where they were. I think it was the 1000 and under. Yeah. Or maybe it's 1500 and under something. Anyway. um, And when I listened to them, you know, I was I was kind of shocked, right? Because I've I've not been like the the super Klipsch fanboy in the past. You know, it's not like I got a pair of K horns laying around and some Cornwalls and some Heresies. They those things all sound great, um, but you know, it 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 really wasn't kind of in my price point to buy the Heritage gear. Um, and then the other stuff that I'd heard, yeah, it, it was okay, but it you know it never pushed me over the edge. But when I heard these guys, you know, it was it was kind of something different at a at a really reasonable price point. These bookshelf speakers are just pretty outstanding, um, and uh, yeah, I, I I really like them. I gotta agree with you, man. I we were both there uh, the uh-huh. same day, and I remember being in the clips room, and I remember the only other bookshelves that even came close to sounding anywhere in the vicinity of those 600 M's were the Canto Tukes. Yeah. The um, ribbon tweeter ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were in the, they were, I think they were in the 800 or below or 500 or below. They were less expensive, but man, those 600 M's, the clarity was really clean. Um, I know they had it paired with a subwoofer. I think it was one of their tens, I believe. Oh yeah, you got to use it with a sub. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's got a six and a half inch driver, so it it I mean it can only do so much work, right? So if you want a real kind of full spectrum experience, you know, you you got to put a sub. Got to put it. a sub in it. And no matter what anybody says, you got to put a sub on it. I did not get a chance to hear the other speakers uh, in the other room. What would they? What did they have in there? Because it was so packed that I couldn't even like. Every time I tried to go in there, I couldn't make it in. Yeah. So in the in the clips room there, in on one side, the the left side, they had all the headphones, and I think they had a, a pair of Heresies and may uh, and maybe Cornwalls was the other. And then you go mm-hmm. through the door into the other room, and that's where they had the K horns, which are you know kind of the 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 big boys. I didn't uh, get a it, chance. I didn't get a chance to see them. I'm really yeah, K horns are cool. Yeah, K horns are How cool. How do they sound? What do they sound like? Um, they they sound nice. I mean, it, whenever you go to a Klipsch demo, you're, you're gonna hear like some classic rock. So they sound great with classic rock. It's kind of funny, you know. That's kind of like the 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 Klipsch thing, uh, which is great. Uh, 
But, you know, I want to go back to something that you mentioned just a minute ago, those uh, Canto Tooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of like a whole different thing. I mean, they're like as far away from clip stuff as you can get. So, you know, they're, they're kind of a, a new wave brand and these are powered. They're using river, a ribbon tweeter technology. Uh, and, you know, when you pair those with a subwoofer, they're pretty outstanding. You know, I mean, I was, I was blown away. Sub. They didn't have a sub. That was just the speakers. Oh, well, I heard them both ways. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I went back I the next day and sat there for a while. A, I could have yeah, sworn they didn't have a sub. I, I had to go back for more. Okay. It's a little 10 inch white sub that they had. I think they actually had like a, a little red eight and some, yeah, they had some little tiny ones, but maybe I missed that because I, all I remember was it was really bassy. And I was like, is that, I, I was, I think I asked the guy if that was just the speakers. And I thought he said, yeah, but okay, no, no, you're right. Because they were playing uh, uh what's that new, that new artist. She's like 16 or something and won like all the awards. Billy. Uh, yeah. So they played her and she's got the one song with like all the bass in it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they would play that and they, they, they held up pretty well just by themselves. So okay. they, they did a good job, but you know, it's just like the clips, just not like a subwoofer thing. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But I, either way, I'm excited to find out what, what clips has in store for us. You know, like what, what are they going to talk about? Like I, I've been kind of like racking my brain all night about it. I was like, man, like what, what should I ask them? And what should I do? And I, you guys will find out here in, in a few minutes. But man, I, I am just so you know stoked and excited. Like I was like giddy about it because I'm like Klipsch. Like this is a brand. Like if you're into audio, like Klipsch is like interviewing people from Klipsch. It's like that's that's something super important. You know what I'm saying? In this, so industry. what would Klipsch be if they were a car brand? So I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them like a Maserati or a Ferrari. I would call them a Lexus or a Mercedes. See, I don't, I don't identify them like that at all. I think the, think of them as like a, uh, like the heritage brand is like a, like a souped up Chevy challenger or something, right? Like a, like a classic, like a classic, classic? like a classic car with like a, like the Dodge Hellcat, like the Dodge Hellcat. Yeah. Something like that. That's, that okay. to me is what I when when I think of them is what I get. I don't I don't get like European style. I don't get I, I don't get like Asian style. It's like classic American displacement. I, I, that's I don't know. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Um, There's no replacement for displacement gels. Well, it's the same thing with subwoofers, right? It, it's what is it? It's stroke time area or whatever you know you just want to move that air right you just got to move the air that's all gotta good yeah man got to move the air anyway hey, what are we doing after that show dude are we do we have plans absolutely we're going to drop in some uh, content where we take three different bookcase speakers and pit them against each other and see which one comes out on top um and you know we might not have a straight winner but i think we'll all come out with some opinions of the ones that we like and we've got the uh the 600 m's that we talked about Another pair of clips, the uh, the fifty ones, the R fifty, yeah, the R fifty one M's, and then to totally swap stuff up, we've got the B and W six eighty six S twos. So you know, it's kind of a, a range in price and in the uh, mid range woofer driver. So you know, we there's a lot of variability there, and I think we'll be able to 
see how the different prices and how the different drivers really impact the performance of the speakers. It's going to be pretty cool, I think. Man, I honestly can't wait because I want to see who wins. I honestly want to see who wins. I mean, dude, you don't have to have a winner. They're all winners. But the thing is, it's like I, I want to know. You know, I really want to know. Uh, my money's going to be either on the the B only because of size. My money is going to be on either the BMWs or the 600Ms. But after hearing the 600Ms at RMAF, man, man, that so was. I, I would say without a sub, if you just had to use those drivers in, in, in the boxes, I would say that you're probably right about that because I think the 51 is going to suffer a little bit because it's not going to have the same low end extension. Now, if you mate them with a subwoofer to fill in that low end, Ooh. I think things are much a much bigger toss up. And then you're really looking at the uh, the horn tweeters versus I think the BMW has silk a dome. yeah I think it's silk dome soft, yeah soft dome like a silk dome of some kind. So I think it it becomes then you know the the battle of the high ends to see what happens. Gotcha. We'll find All out. Right, Without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and kick off the uh, interview with Klipsch. All right, let's do this thing. All right, let's go. What's going on, guys? You're here with Mike and Giles with the Power of Sound podcast, and we have some incredibly special guests today from Klipsch Audio. We have Mark and Jill. How are you guys doing today? Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. Hi. It's a pleasure to have you guys on the show, and Giles and I are elated to be talking with you today. Can you guys introduce yourselves we could start with Jill. Hey guys, um, my name is Jill Esquel, and I am the marketing and communications director at Klipsch. And I've been here for about eighteen years. Happy to be here with you guys. Wow, eighteen years—that's uh, that's that's my age. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> it's been a hard life. Eighteen years, two kids, uh, man. <laughs> You're just trying to pack it all in before. <laughs> I know it's just like, it's like everything all at one time, and yeah, it's it's hard. But you know, somebody's Mark, gonna do it. Mark, how Lost you doing today? Good, good, good. I was just gonna say, you know, uh, I used to have hair like Mike's, you know. And oh, I did a lot. Do, I've do, done a lot of clips demos over the years. I lost my right here. So here's here's a funny thing about Mike and Giles on the show. Before we get to who Mark is, um, but we have a rule, and it's called the law of conservation of hair. So if you guys have ever studied physics, there's a thing called the law of conservation of energy, meaning that energy can't enter or exit a system. It's just always there. So for us, as I lose hair, he has to grow more hair. So it's always balanced. It always adds up to the same thing. So that's why we have Mike here because of the hair. I have long hair because I haven't been able to get my hair cut. But, um, <laughs> well, I haven't either. <laughs> and I came oh. on my hat this morning. So anyway, <laughs> sorry. Mark, I tell us about yourself. To do this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mark Cassavant. My current title is Senior VP of Brand and Business Development. I've been with Klipsch uh, 29 years, going into my 30th this year. Wow. Um, yeah, sold Klipsch in Florida back in the day, you know, uh, out of college, worked for some independent uh, AV dealers down there and um, just have loved the brand for a long time. So it's my definition of success, do what you love, love what you do, right? So no, it's it's been a, a really great ride, a long time with one company, but I've worn enough hats where I've, it's been interesting and challenging over the years and it's just been fun you know the, the day that it's no longer fun i'll maybe do something else but so far you know i'm probably a lifer with clips you know 
That's fantastic. And, and Clipper is one of those fun brands that are always, you know, doing something new, changing, having fun. So it, it to me, it would seem I, w- I would have a blast working for Clips. You know, you get to kind of geek out on all the cool new stuff and listen to great music and great audio. As you can see, I'm a fanboy. I have my uh, my BS yes. uh, pin on. You know, I, I had a great time with you guys at uh, Army F this last year. Great room. Um, we got to hear some incredible speakers and I was actually having fun with your guys. I don't, I don't have them on, but I, I was having fun with your guys' headphones. You guys had a great line of headphones there. Really good stuff. Well, Giles, do you have any incredibly crazy questions for Jill and Mark this morning? Sure. One thing that I'm always asked when I talk to people about Klipsch really is what makes the distinction makes up the distinction between or amongst all of your different product lines, right? So um, you've got heritage and that's your, I don't know, your cool speakers. So you've got your K horns and all the associated, the, the heresies, et cetera. Um, but then you've got, what is it? Premiere and reference premiere. So ha- what, what's the difference? I mean, when somebody looks at the clip sh- ecosystem and they kind of want to jump in somewhere, you know, what, what should they look at and how, how did the different names equate to different features or price points? I'll just take a quick stab at that. Yeah. I'll take a quick stab at that. So, you know, the, the company was founded uh, in the, the mid forties, Paul Klipsch invented the Klipsch horn and then everything handcrafted in Hope, Arkansas, we call today the heritage line, but these products have been in continuous production since their invention. So the Klipsch horn longest in continuous production audio product in the industry over 73 years now. Wow. And then all the subsequent models like the La Scala, um, the Heresy, we've been making them since they were invented, which could be, you know, some in the 60s, uh, some in the 50s, but in continuous production. And then, of course, evolving them, improving them based on the directives from Paul Klipsch himself. Even to this day, the new models are per Paul's intentions for those models. So how, how does he, how does he tell you okay. about them? Does he kind of, you know, you hear the ghostly <laughs> voice and you see him come in. He's like, no, I yeah. don't want you to use a passive radiator. And then he comes back out or something. <laughs> no, no, he, he's in touch with, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding around a little bit, but Roy Delgado really is his protege and he's our preeminent engineer in hope. And uh, they spent many years together. So, you know, Roy, Really, as um, Paul's understudy, I mean, he, he certainly knew what Paul wanted for these models. And sure, some some were limited by technology or um, even resources. But over the years and now we're in the 21st century, we're able to do some really cool things with with these models to continue to evolve them. Uh, so we're excited about the Heritage line. I mean, we're introducing new technologies actually with the Heritage line, which is kind of unusual, but it's cool. And yeah, then, you guys you know, put in a, a, you added a yeah. port to, was it the Heresy um, model and uh, not the, yeah. So the, at, at Rocky Mountain Audio Fest, I know you had the, the, the new model of Clipshorns and the new model of Heresy. Is that correct? Am I remembering correctly? Yes. Amy had the Cornwall. And, and, yeah. The Cornwall. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so they sounded great, by the way. Out. I really enjoyed that room. It was really good. We just came out um, just a few months ago, and we did add a port to them for the first time. Those have been a fan favorite for since the 50s. Oh, sure. So, um, I think people always wanted a little more bass out of those, and they're off and running now. 
They're That's pretty awesome. Impressive. Now, moving away from the the heritage line, uh, when you get down to down, I don't know if that's even the right way to to describe it. The premiere and reference premiere. So, what what's the distinction there? What what are those two lines about? So, I'll just speak quickly to it because um, I want Jill to you know certainly um, give a lot of color to to these different models uh, and lines. But you know, we we um, introduced some additional lines to heritage to reach price points, right? And, but sure. also bring the unique, the unique formula of Klipsch, high efficiency, low distortion, but make some of these products a little more affordable. And then also uh, maybe a little easier to fit in a typical living space. Cause you know, the heritage products, they can command some space. Sure. As you can see in Jill, Jill's picture there, you can see the Klipsch horns I know Jill, uh, it's it's inconspicuously hiding there in the corner. Yeah, but that's how they Jill, can be. They're huge, but they can they can be inconspicuous at the same. Yeah. And and Jill chose this new home for this. I mean, one of the reasons she did, but this wonderful space she has around her fireplace that really perfectly nests the K horn. So it's a great sounding room. I've heard it. It's fantastic. And I was going to just um, say that that room is absolutely gorgeous. Thank mm-hmm. you. I, I love the colors and the, is it a it's kind of a coffered ceiling or maybe it's just beams? Yeah, it's, it's super cool. Thanks. Yeah, but you know, it all builds in comparison to the K-Horn. <laughs> yeah, it, it's all relative, but I mean, in this room here, I've got my Atmos reference premiere system of 7.2.4. And when I say 0.2, I'm really kidding because I've got four subwoofers up front, but it's really just 0.1, you know, it's one subwoofer signal. But it, I, this room's loaded, you know, with, with the reference premiere and, um, you know, those lines reference premiere and reference, um, are based on distribution. We have our specialty, uh, dealers, uh, with the reference premiere. And originally when we launched the reference line, we have, a, a, another step down line, or I, I should say entry line is called synergy. And, okay. you know, over the years we determined, let's have some, a little bit more of a unifying brand image or presence, you know, with the products and let's have uh, step levels of reference, which is, you know, just an absolute powerhouse performance value line. It's just, you get, nothing competes at those price points. I mean, the, the reference line is unbelievable performance. Uh, it's kind of like Promedia, you know, we can talk about that later, you know, the, the multimedia speaker systems that really have no competition, but the Premier line also embodies, you know, some new technology. So as, as we launch these technologies, whether it's in the heritage or in reference premiere, they make their way down into um, some of the other lines, you know, at, at um, even more affordable price points. So we're really trying to bring the unique Klipsch performance formula to different price categories so that no matter your budget, you can really enjoy uh, what Klipsch is all about and what, what is unique in the marketplace. Cause there's really no other product that sounds like Klipsch and not that we have a sound. It's just that we have this emphasis on the live performance, delivering that a live sound, uh, wherever your, you know, your budget is. Awesome. Now you mentioned pro media, Mike, aren't you a pro media guy? I mean, okay. I've heard you so talk about that before. Here's the history of pro media. Um, when I was in college, I needed a great pair of speakers, not only for my computer, but, for overall listening, you know, we would have parties, stuff like that. We needed we needed something that can 
you know, get the drive going. So I, I stumbled upon the, I believe it was at Best Buy that I, I, mm-hmm. I bought them from. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I got my first pair of Pro Medias 2.1, and I was blown away by the sound quality. I, I was I was expecting computer speakers, and I got something way more than that. And I found that there was so much value in it. Because, I mean, the price point back then was, at, I think, around 125 150 bucks which for a college kid was was you know a good investment for something you know but yeah i i kept them over the years and i actually have them in my room today and not the same ones i i since upgraded but uh man you, that is a product that has lasted the test of time i know you guys have done some enhancements to it added bluetooth stuff like that new new stuff tell me about what is the future for pro media and are you guys going going to be giving it a facelift or are you going to be keeping the consistency because if, if it's not broke don't fix it that's a mantra of mine so i think that's a solid product and it's i don't think anybody can touch it we agree um and it's <laughs> she's like yes <laughs> yeah you for covered. sure <laughs> you covered it <laughs> relatively unchanged because of that i mean they just perform mm-hmm. so well it, within the next year, we are going to come out with an, a new introduction for ProMedia, so be on the lookout for that. We're going to give them a facelift and um, give them some new technology and features, so something Very to look cool. forward to. I'm going to keep it a little under wraps, but we do have something coming up. Okay, <laughs> cool. And you know, speaking of under wraps, uh, I guess this is kind of a, a comment and leading into a question. So the RP600M bookshelf has been – I don't know, kind of a phenomenon. The popularity of that book uh, bookshelf speaker is just uh, crazy. I mean, it's just it, it's super, super popular. Um, and, you know, I think that probably is due to, you know, it, it sounds great and it's a good form factor and it's got a good cost point. Um, but from uh, from a bookshelf speaker point of view, uh, I hear that there might be some additional stuff coming that I think is super exciting. Any comment on that? Anything people should be on the lookout for? Hint, hint, hint. Absolutely. Joe, go ahead. And then within about a month or two, we'll come out with some speakers called the Fives. And they're powered pair of bookshelf speakers that have built-in amplifiers. Um, but they're, they produce high-resolution audio, like true high-resolution audio. And um, we've also incorporated an HDMI arc. It's our first speaker to have that. So you can connect them directly to a television, but they have endless connectivity options. And so you can use them for your television, uh, for your computer, for whatever, whatever it may be. They're super versatile. They look beautiful. They're part of the Heritage Wireless series. And so they're made of real wood veneer. They have really cool tactile buttons and knobs that are brushed metal. Oh, that's cool. Um, they're stunning and they will they will perform. So we're really excited to introduce those soon. Yeah, no, that's super cool. I've you know, there's some other brands with some stuff that's kind of like that. Uh, but I, I look I really look forward to those. From a technology point of view, is this designed to be like a stereo pair of speakers um, only? Are they expandable in, or in any way? Like if you wanted to add a subwoofer for a little low end, can you do that kind of stuff with it maybe? You can add the sub. It's got a subwoofer. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And so you said next month? Yes. Oh, excellent. Uh-oh. So everybody be on the lookout for the fives, Uh-oh. correct? The fives? Five. Kind of because you have a you have a the sixes right, which is like a smaller form factor 
a Bluetooth speaker kind of device. Is that correct? Yeah, those are a little bigger, but oh, Mark bigger. has spent a lot of time with the five, so he can tell you more about what they sound like and, they, and what they so do. these have yeah, these have benefited from a lot of our research and development and um, product launches in the WISA ecosystem. And what what we have done is, you know, you mentioned the our um, the, the the 600 M's, the RP 600 M's, and, yep. and you know those things as a, a passive loudspeaker are just outstanding. They, they're shocking to most people. The dynamics they deliver, um, the precision of the you know the compression driver, the horn, uh, and the woofer. Not to mention the the bass alignment. And you know the thing about the reference premier line is. They all have the same signature uh, of sound. They ha have the same character in their frequency balance. And all they do is scale, you know, from, from the little guys up to the big models. They all have the same signature. It's just the sensitivity that's different. So basically, you can just gauge it with how big is your room. That's, that's what determines which models you should get. But what's interesting about this uh, powered pair, the fives, is we are really applying the most sophisticated digital applications of amplifier technology. So, you know, they're truly bi-amped, you know, the high frequency driver and the woofer, they have really? their independent amplifiers. Yeah. So you've got and an active course, crossover inside there? Oh, of course, all, all the crossover, uh, it's all in the digital domain. And then of course the decoders on the front end, you know, they will handle 24 bit 192, you know, I mean, they're going to handle the high res, uh, all of your, I mean, when you have your PC hooked up to it with um, Cobuzz with the high res signal output or Tidal, you know the MQA, you're you're going to see you know these formats get decoded at the speaker at, with the highest po possible quality you know decoding. So truly a high res product. When when Jill says high res, I mean we mean not only on the front end but also all the way through to the drivers remains in the digital domain. And we're also managing, you know, the characteristics of the system, really specific controls, if you will, over the drivers and being able to deliver a super dynamic sound. I, I would just say that this allows us to extract even more performance out of a, a smaller clip speaker because we're controlling everything. We're controlling the amplifier, the characteristics of the crossover, the limiters, everything. When you crank them up, they don't misbehave. You cannot blow them up you know, because they're self-managing. And uh, when you listen to them, I'll just say, you know, I am a stickler. I, I'm, I'm tough on when we're testing products internally, you know, I, I'm, I don't hold back really on, on, you know, how I test or the feedback and these things, I'm just like, holy smokes, there's nothing like this on the planet. These things, they defy their size. When you hear them for the first time and crank on them too, because they can handle it. I mean, they are a clip and, and <laughs> the sound they produce when you're sitting back, you're, you're, you know, with the base contour uh, features that we have, you might ask yourself, okay, where is the subwoofer? You know, because they have sure. this amazing base extension and output. But then of course, when you add a sub and then you, you can take the EQ uh, built in and make them flat again, kind of like a studio monitor. So they could have different modes, you know, the background listening, the, mm -hmm. the critical listening, you know, with, and have an array of subwoofers if you want. I, I have two. I, ha I had two hooked up just for fun to see how loud I could crank the system 
if I wanted to have a party, you know, if you want to add a couple subs, just how loud can the sats go with some subs? It's crazy. I mean, you could DJ a little party with these things. They're 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 insane. But I mean, I get a little excited about it because I just wrapped up all the testing, and uh, we're go for production. But I am. This is this is just an amazing product. They look good. The craftsmanship. They're beautiful. They're cool. The knobs. Everything. But then they're like a Swiss Army knife. How how many things you can hook up to these things? A, a, a turntable. You know, it's got a, a moving magnet preamp. Really. That's USB, Bluetooth, line-in, two line-ins, really, a, a mini jack, and then the Phono um, RCA plugs can either be a line, high-level, or a Phono. I mean, I can imagine college dorms. I mean, this is going to be the, the solution, the end-all solution. I mean, talk about the souped-up ProMedia system. That's what this is, Mike. These things are crazy. I am you, – you, you sold me. <laughs> you sold me man that that sounds fantastic and just to see your enthusiasm and excitement about it because you know when you're you're with a company for you know 20 plus years you know things sometimes become kind of kind of you know consistent but to seeing your enthusiasm and seeing your excitement about this product it's like it's like you're, you're ready you know <laughs> you're ready to rock and roll with this and i'm i'm ex- i'm super excited to to try these out and take them for a spin Honestly, because man, they sound really, really cool. What do you think, Giles? Yeah, no, that's uh, from a market point of view. Uh, I think these are, are very timely, right? So you've got some competition. Um, you know, Kef has their what is it, LS50? I think the model number is. And uh, I saw those guys at Expona, and you know they, you know they, they've come out. Oh, we're the Swiss Army knife, and and uh, you know they're it's really cool. But you know this idea of pulling your DAC down into the unit and then being able to do, you know, discrete amplification for the drivers with digital crossover, you know, that's uh, that's next level technology. And, and I think that's going to be very well received. Um, I guess the one hard question uh, for this, uh, and some people will hate this question and some people will love this question, but uh, will this give you a full MQA unfold inside of the unit? Do you know if the, the DAC will give you that full resolution? Absolutely. It, oh, I mean, you just cool. got to make sure, make sure your computer can pass it. Right. Right. Decoding it. Um, Cause I, I, those settings are available obviously in title. And I, I've even, um, I hooked up a, a dragonfly just to verify what's coming out, you know, um, with an, obviously an analog output, but prior to, you know, having that USB connected directly to speakers, something else. And this is one I make, I might get a chuckle out of Jill with this one, but oh, the yeah. final, that the final measure for me was when, you know, having it hooked up in uh, audio video mode, you know, so with HDMI, you know, you're getting a clean signal, but, you know, I threw John Wick on and, you know, that, <laughs> that is my test for dynamic range and, you know, punch and also just the spatial delivery of a movie soundtrack, but out of two speakers. So the imaging out of these things, when you when you have them set up like a stereo, you know, as a true stereo pair for music, you get the sound stage. That's great. But then when you put the movie soundtrack on, you've got sounds moving past your head, and you're like, "What the heck is going?" You know, they they deliver a theatrical experience. Out of two speakers. I think there are plenty of customers out there who they want that, but they might not want a soundbar. They might not want a discrete surround sound system. These things are crazy for that too. You know, it's just, uh, I mean, we, we love to do home theater 
And you guys know that that's, that's as important to us as um, live, you know, music playback. But man, when I had them in my office, I was dragging everyone in, you know, actually people that come by my office, the odds are pretty good that I'm going to have one of the John Wick movies playing <laughs> continuously on a loop in my, in my office. It gets me in trouble with HR sometimes, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to demonstrate. Sorry, Jill, I couldn't help. He's obsessed with John Wick. All right, Mike, you got anything else for us? Who, who isn't obsessed with John Wick? I mean, come on. What? I, I, I paid my dues with Downton Abbey with my wife and I finally got her, you know, during this lockdown, I finally got her to watch it with me. I said, you owe me in arrears for John Wick, one, two, and three. We got to do it, you know? So Mark, Mark, and, you're, you know, if, Mark, you're excited about- She's a few times. You're excited about the upcoming movies, right? Oh my gosh. You know, I was a little ticked off in the theater. You know, I thought the third one was going to wrap it up and I was like, no way. It's how many will there be? That's the question. How are you going to do that? I mean, like, you know, James Bond. Do 40 of these and I'll still be watching them. And Joe's I will like, too. I will too. Not, not my jam. <laughs> but, but these well, the, back to the fives they're, they're going to get you in trouble with your neighbors if your walls are thin you got to invite them over for the party or the movie for sure so how, how big i mean in retrospect how big are these things going to be well you know they're about that's not as big as the 600s they're they're, they're you know it's it's based on um a, you know five basically five and a quarter imagine that the fives but the the high frequency horn it's a good size horn it's got the titanium compression driver i mean it's all driver surface area on the front you know but and they've got some depth to them because for the base extension you know we we gave ample cabinet dimensions for deep base extension so but i tell you what on on elegant speaker stands they're they're not they're i think they're pretty compact actually i mean when you hear them you're gonna be like what they they sound huge you know they, they have the authority of a floor standard. Awesome. So. Now, now, Jill, one thing I really have always enjoyed about Klipsch is their aesthetics. And I've noticed over the past couple of years, you guys have gone kind of gone more towards a classic look, but with, you know, obviously present day technology. Is that something that you guys are going to keep going with that classic, cool kind of retro vibe-ish look, but, but with a classy brand new technology type of feel? I think so. I mean, we've gotten a lot of great response about it. It harkens back to our heritage and our roots. Um, it's quality materials like like that real wood and those cool switches and knobs and things. And um, it gives us, it's got personality. So I think that we'll continue to do that. There's a whole, a whole series of heritage wireless and it's done really well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, I, I thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Giles, do you have anything else to add? Um, nothing nothing to add. I'm just super excited to see these new speakers and hear them. Um, hopefully they are on show somewhere near me soon. I think a lot of people are going to want to see them. So that, that'll be great. And just uh, thank you both so much for taking your time out to join us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Good to see your faces. It was a total pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. And as always, tune in every Tuesdays and Thursdays to the Power of Sound podcast because we have new guests every week. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. And thank you again, Mark and Jill. We will see you guys uh, hopefully again soon. Take care. It was a lot of fun. Take care, everybody. Perfect. Perfect.